We're going to begin a new Maimer, Chesidus Lameiser, the Maimer on Taivus, page Kuf Samachov. Of course, that's a scary word. It, it has a very, very, it's picked up a very negative connotation, obviously. It's, it's most often used in our uh, education and things we've heard and things we've learned in a, usually in a negative context, the Taivus, desire. But in the Chesidus farm, it's very clear that the biggest taiva of all, the biggest desire of all, and the taiva the of all taivas, and the shorish of all taivas, the root of all desire, <clears throat> is nisav ha-kachbaruchu v'yoslayizbaruch dir b'sachtayim, is the taiva of Hashem. The taiva of Hashem is to be with us in this world. It's the shorish of all taivas. The, the taivas of human beings that conflict with that taiva of Hashem is where is where we have problems, we have aggravation. And there's a clash between Hashem's taiva and the taiva of a human being. Taiva itself is a gewaldige thing. The Sa'avakash Baruch Hu, Hashem's taiva. <coughs> and with everything in life, Ahava, Ahava's love is the most beautiful word. Love isn't a dirty word. Love is a beautiful word. But that's only if, <clears throat> if the love that a human being feels is aligned with the Ahava of Hashem. It's the same thing. So our Avaida in the world of Taiva is not to eliminate Taiva, chas v'shom. To eliminate Taiva, just as the, what would the world be if we if Ahava was eliminated, if love was eliminated, if there wouldn't be love in the world? Our our Avayda is to to align our Taivas with Hashem's Taiva. That the greatest Taiva of a human being, of a Jew, should be Nisava that taiva, to draw the shechina into the tachtayim, into this world. When those, when, when the taivas of a person and the, and the taiva of Hashem are, are not coordinated, that's where we have all of the problems. But it's not that chalila taiva itself is a problem. So let's, let's begin the introduction. Echad mehanes yohenes ha-yoyes ha-gedailim shi'esh lo'adam hema taivas. Of course, one of the greatest Nisyanis that a person has a taivas. Taivas is a very strong feeling. Desire is a strong thing. And the Torah has instructed us to be strong and to overcome all of those taivas that are not that are not Hashem's taivas. That in order for this alignment of Taiva to take place, even things that are permitted have to be have to be restrained. So even eating things that are permitted to eat, and other areas where there are strong Taivas, other areas of life, that it needs to be with restraint and control. As everybody knows, that's the mitzvah of Kedoshim to you. Kadesh Atzim Chavamutlucham. He means even even the things that are permitted. One doesn't run away with Taiva. 
Because the human need to experience pleasure and chiyas, excitement, chiyas, to feel alive, is very, very great. Especially those neshamas. We spoke a lot about the neshamas of Tahu, the neshamas of the end of time. In particular, so many of the neshamas are filled with this powerful need to have Tanuk and Chiyas. Not all people are like that. Not all souls have that, are driven to, and need so so desperately to 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 feel Chiyas and Taiva. Tanuk, pleasure. The Emma says that the whole Yontav of Hanukkah is the Tikkun of this Indian. There were more time to talk about it, but I, I, I don't know, maybe a separate Shia. But the whole, the whole Indian of Hanukkah is this Avoida. I like your Shahim Magishim, Shalem Shum And therefore, these people who are powerful Taivas and have a tremendous need for Oinik, for Tanik, for pleasure, for enjoyment, for pleasure, for Chiyas, if they don't. If they if they don't feel that chiyas in their lives, if they don't feel that they're that they're getting that pleasure, and that they if they feel that their lives are dry and empty, then they are obviously open game and very easily drawn into other tithes, into tithes that are not Hashem's tithes. Into Taivas that are that are against the Torah, <clears throat> or even for even Taivas for things that are permitted, but overindulging, the eating and the union of a wife and just not a life of kedusha, a life that's not that's not holy, even with things that are mutter, lumaza, the more difficult something is, the more hardship it is. That's with everything in life. The more difficult, the greater the challenge, the means of something great. Because here we're talking about Hashem's taiva. It's like something very great. Taiva, chiyas, warmth, passion. It's a, it's a very, very, these are very great things. Nichbad and his kadshas, kedusha, is something, is hadav shakol oymer alav. Shakol oymer alav. Kirak aide kedusha, which is only through kedusha, ha'adam zoichel adveikus emes, ba'ashem ezbar. It's only through kedusha can a person experience that tremendous taiva, fasha, dveikus. Dveikus, dveikus, is an experience of, of a person having a taiva for, for Hashem. Just as Hashem Kivyachal has a taiva for us, it's an Indian of a taiva Gashbaruch.
and for all things of Kedusha. And a taiva for Torah. A taiva for Tfil. Not just to daven and to learn. To have a taiva. There, there, there are tzaddikim, the head of the Rapshat says, the Sashalm from Bells, there are tzaddikim that they daven very, very quickly. There are some tzaddikim that they, that they daven very, very long and very slowly. And the other tzaddikim that they daven very, very, very quickly. And the Rapshat says, said that. He can't control himself from swallowing the words. He has such a taiva for the words of tefillah that he... We don't even understand what that means. It's not the same when we daven, could <laughs> That's the taiva to be finished with it. His taiva was that he couldn't control himself from eating the words. Those sadikim that daven very, very slowly, they couldn't let go of it, that word. They would, munch, they would munch on it and savor it slowly, ashray, for a long time. They would just... And, and the other tzaddikim, like the Sashalom and the Rapshat, they, they were like stuffing themselves. To master what that means. To dive in a certain way and to, to feel that every word and, and learning that a taiva so obviously the avoider is not eliminating chalila chalila this Indian of taiva there wouldn't be a world there would be no tachlis it's like everything else with all of the other midas it's an avoider of refinement of direction control refinement that a person should have a life of true tanug, of a tanug, of a, of a desire for the truth, and true desire, to desire, to desire Kedusha, to desire, to desire all that is, all that is good and all that is right. And that's why you look at the first note, Reish Ayin. Near Ben Ekol Echad Sarek L'Shtadol L'Samet Shloi La'Gila Matzah She'Ein Lo Chiyus Mishum Dover. The Tachlis is not. As some of us got the impression when we were growing up, the Tachlis is not to have any pleasure. That's not the Tachlis. Not to have pleasure, or not to have Chiyus. It's not the Tachlis to, to be lifeless, to be without Chiyus. Without. It's not the Tachlis. The tachlis is for ourselves and our children, our students, and so on. <coughs> and or a light of sipuk of satisfaction and the pleasure of life should be for things that are holy. When we leave it at Torah Lishma, 
That's the beginning of Mesil Sashar. That the Tachlis is Lehisanik. The Tachlis is to feel pleasure and to want and to have desire. It should be. Kirvis for Kirvis Alakim, for closeness to Hashem. Omni Madain, ain't of Madregazu. The problem, of course, is when a person is not on this level. Or even if he is a person on a higher level, but there, but it's, <coughs> there are times in his life also that he's not there. As it is with all layers of avoda, then a person has to, for, the, the person has to work through a, a time of of loyalishma of what of how should he conduct himself, how should he behave, how should he think and feel. When he's not filled with this desire for learning in Davin. When he's not filled with the desire to gobble up, you know, the words of Davening, he's just uh, wants to gobble up some more food. Like, how do you behave? What do you do? So there there are many there, there are many aces of how one who is not on this exalted level, like the Rapshas or the, the Belzerebi, who are not on this exalted level, even if it's even if it's Shaloy Lishma, but that they should have the marshal from their learning, they should have tremendous pleasure from their learning. Rav Desla Zechatzadavakosh said that it's an unbelievable hashgacha how at the end of time Hashem is brought into the world such such uh, Sadiqim like Rab Chaim Briska and Rab Shimon Shkop. Now that's the said because even he said because of these Sadiqim, the learning is so pleasurable, it's so exciting. Rab Chaim Briska, the Torah is so exciting, and intellectually, it's so thrilling. And Rav Dasa said, because if not for them, people wouldn't be learning at all. They wouldn't learn. Look at all the things that have to be done in order for the people to learn the Daf Yomi. <laughs> and how brilliant the Takana of the Daf Yomi was, the Rav Meish <coughs> how brilliant the Takana of the Daf Yomi is. How it uses all of the Shaloy Lishma of a person to get him to sit down and to learn a little bit, right? Being in MetLife, you know, <laughs> being proud of a certain that accomplishment, of, and, and then all the accoutrements that nowadays, it, because of technology and everything that it picks, like it, it's so shalolishma <laughs> that there's so much lolishma that's that's woven into it. So Desla was saying that if we wouldn't have a geshmak like we got from Abchayim or from Abshuman, if we wouldn't have a geshmak, then this is. A, People wouldn't open up a gemara, and on a, on a different level, there wouldn't be the, the geshmak of the whole Indian of the daf yomi, and you have this kind of daf and that kind of daf, and all that. Then they have now people that they're giving the daf with all kinds of entertainment, and soon they're going to be like there's going to be, you know, like they, uh, before the daf starts, there'll be a, a comedian, <laughs> uh, you know, and then then now, and then you get to the daf. There's all kinds of shtick. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'm not making fun of what he's saying is that the, that because there's such a need, there's such a need for chiyas, there's such a need 
for oinik for pleasure. That if you don't, that if you don't capitalize on that need in a way of kedusha. So that's what's saying. People are not going to learn. Every base of Medrash has the Chazanish. Every yeshiva has the Chazanish on the shelf. Go see. Go open up the Chazanish swarm in the, in the typical base of Medrash and see how much dust you can blow up. <laughs> and the people, the people will be angry at me and B'nai Brak for saying that. I'm not talking about in particular about the Medrash from B'nai Brak, where he was the Marid Asra and B'nai Brak. And Chazanish swarm are the deepest, most amazing swarm. But they're really hard. You don't get, when you open up, same thing with the Moshe's, with the Moshe's, I'm not talking about the Igor's Moshe, where everybody, I'm talking about the Dibbis Moshe on Shas, where he has a, he has, Moshe has a Mahalach in learning that's 40 pages long. In learning, in a sugya, and, and you, you lose your mind after, after three or four columns, you can't keep up with it. It's just, it's hard to enjoy. Not because it's not enjoyable, but we're just not on that Madrega. The Chazanish is far. My father told me that in Hungary, every Gemara they learned with Rashi Taisis and the Mahasha. Who learns the Mahasha? Show me Yeshiva they learn the Mahasha. You know why? It's really hard. It's not only that it's really hard, you have to know the blot inside out. You have to know Taisis inside out to be able to learn Mahasha. And when you learn the Mahasha, in that in that matzav of knowing the blot inside out, ah. But why isn't the Maharsha one of the best sellers of 2022? Yeah. You, uh, go to in yeshiva, see who when the, in, in the shia that the that the rebbe gives or the rebbe gives. How many times the Maharsha is ever mentioned in a shia? Or the chazanish is mentioned. They might mention that the chazanish paskin a certain way. That everybody talks about. Everybody just gets to the psak. What did the chazanish paskin? But to learn. To learn through the Chazanishas, you know why? It's so hard. It's so difficult. There's, you don't have these, like, flashes of, of like, like, an easy and clear, um, exciting, you know, like, vart in learning. The same way that everybody's looking for, for Tyra to have uh, two minutes on the, uh, you know, with the internet and to, or to, to look, to press button and to get, uh, they want to have a tonic. They love, they, they want to learn Tyra. Uh, and if there wouldn't be anything like that nowadays, if there wouldn't be the opportunity for people to have these, these three minute things or whatever, on, on, on uh, to have with pod, what's going on with podcasts and things like that. And <clears throat> it's, not a, it's not that it's bad. They're looking for chiyas, and they're looking for chiyas. And if you can't, but nowadays, if you don't get chiyas within five minutes, finish. Chazanish, you don't get chiyas in five minutes. With Reb Chaim, an intelligent person can open up, and with Reb Chaim, you can have tremendous excitement and pleasure, or a stipler, you could, within, a, within a relatively short time, and you don't necessarily have to be a scholar. And the Rebbe of the Rashiva can give a shear, and it could be a, a mediocre Talmud, a meeting of, of sharpness, and he can say, wow, this is unbelievable. This is, and it is. 
It's beautiful. That's what Avdas was saying, that Hashem sent these tzaddikim to the world to give a gishmak, that even regular Jews can have a gishmak in their learning. Because, you know, and hopefully the mitah shaloy lishma is bar lishma, but it's, it's not, it's not because of tveikas betayr, but it's shaloy lishma, and we have to think of all kinds of ways to get this person who's not, a mad, who's not in the madrega of, because uh, to learn the maharsha, you have to learn lishma. <clears throat> to learn a chaznish, to learn one of Ramayish's things, you have to, it has to be really, you need a, 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 a lishma. Because it's not fun. It doesn't satisfy that, that, that need to have fun in learning. So the whole chachma, a tremendous chachma behind the dafyomi and the whole way the dafyomi is being packaged these days is to make it fun. And it sounds terrible, but it, uh, that's, that's, it's brilliant. And it's a very holy endeavor. Because at the end of time, there's such a taiva People are such bali taiva. Again, I'm not saying it in the negative, but a ta- the taiva is a taiva, and and the the percentage of lishma is is lower and weaker. That if you don't deliver, if that rebbe doesn't deliver the goods in a couple of minutes, in the shia, the guys are the guys are gone. He's not going to be the it's not going to be the popular shia in the shia. It's just not. And therefore, over the past uh, number of years, when you have Rebbeim, like, like the, there's that famous story of Yaakov Kamenetsky that I've told many times over, that, you know, Rabbi Yaakov, so his shia was not with all the fancy lambdas. He knew all of it, but his shia was, was on the blot. Every word in the Gemara, and Rashi, and Taisus, and that's how, that's how my Rebbe, Rabbi Lushitz, that's how we learned also. Every word, <clears throat> and it wasn't easy. And the guys, the story is told, which I I confirmed, the family is true, that uh, the guys were upset. They they didn't want to be in Rabbi Yaakov's Shia, and the other Shia, there was all kinds of fancy things going on, and the guys were saying over like it, you know, it's supper, the two dinim, you know, and and with Rabbi Yaakov it was, put your finger in the Gemara. And, Plowing through, and, and, and uh, I've told you many times this story that's, that's well known. That Rabbi Yaakov one day came in and he gave he gave the shear like it was the most exciting, wonderful, fun-filled, thrilling shear of like real lambdas. And the bacham was so excited. So one of the bacham came up to the rebbe and he said, and he, after the shear he came up to Rabbi Yaakov he said, Rebbe, I wanted to about today's shi and, and Rabbi Yaakov saying, no, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I had a wedding very late last night. I didn't have time to prepare. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, please be mindful. It's one of the most beautiful stories. I didn't have time to prepare. But the guys, the guys wanted the, 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 the other shear. They didn't want this breaking breaking yourself over the... They, they wanted the shears. You, you had to have... When you have a shear where you, you only need to have minimal knowledge of what's taking place on the blot, and you can sit there and, and, and hear something that blows your mind. That's what... Nowadays. Minimal work, maximum blown mind. And that's what's going on with all these little... 
these little um, uh, on the on the all the, you know all these little five minute things, two minute things. And it's very hard for the old school. I'm already old school. It's very hard to to adjust to that. To adjust to those two minute, three minutes, it's very hard. It's a whole different mahalach. And 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 you know the, the, the it's not going to work. It's not. You can't. You, you, the guys. You have to. You have to. They have to get. The, it has to be something that within five minutes. You already. You, you gave them that pleasure. That's what it is now. The oilam has to have the pleasure within five minutes. You see it. Therefore, when it comes to davening, there's no patience. The davening is. The davening is. It's, if it's not if it's not the davening where there's a chiyas in the tefillah, if you don't get a chiyas from from kirvus so davening doesn't give any intellectual satisfaction. So then you have to come on to have you know like a guy that has that has a siddur that has tons of notes around it about all different pshatlach and the, what does ashray mean? There are four different pshatim and ashray, and you could, the svasem said this about ashray, and they come out with books about what ashray means. But you don't really want to say ashray. You just want to understand, like something, <coughs> something interesting. This is an interesting ashray. Wow. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise davening. So, what's going on with davening? <coughs> as little as possible and as quickly as possible, because it's just not enjoyable. And then everybody's like, "How do you make?" Except this question: How do you make davening enjoyable? Exactly. How does one make davening enjoyable? What is this supper? <laughs> that's what it is how do you make it enjoyable so every everything is now like you're, you're a caterer there has to be a certain presentation that's you see the dafyomi like the same thing when it comes to food there has to be a choice it has to have a certain taste it has to be it has to be a beautiful presentation because this guy can relate to food when it comes to learning, if it's not going to be like his food, he doesn't. He's not going to do it. So there has to be immediate gratification. He has to feel satisfied right away. So the magidshi has to be entertaining, exciting. Then have to come up with all different things: the halachas of the daf, the uh, the machshavas of the daf, this history of the daf, history that's on the daf, all kinds of. And I'm not putting these things down the, the same way that Rav Dessler wasn't saying anything quite a bit negative about Rav Chaim or, or that learning these are these are kunsim they're chachmas because when you're not when it's not when it's not a dveikas to the Torah then you have to you have to make it as appealing as you can that's what he's explaining it has to be appealing you have to somehow grab onto that taiva that the person has whether it's intellectual <clears throat> or that feeling that I, I accomplished something, so then it, then then recently it's become. I think I'm not. There's not to make fun. This is chachmas, but recently it's become. So we'll have fifty people. Each person will learn one daf, right? And we finished the Gemara. No, you didn't. You know, I spoke about that at the CM. There is such an Indian, and it's all mustar. I was trying to make the people feel good. That's all. <laughs> I was using also chachma. It wasn't. I don't feel that in a deep way. That that's that's mahalach. 
But I did say over that there are tzaddikim that say that when the tzibur gets together and they, they each participate in a mesechta, that the mishtatif and it becomes... Because there isn't any like that in, in Avayda for sure. But that, really, really, you should learn the mesechta yourself. <laughs> so we have an all-night learning and they do that with the boys and, they do that, and now they do it with adults. So you'll take some, you'll take some kids... And in the in the school and, and and you know and and we get we get a hundred of the boys in the room and or whatever you get a hundred and fifty of them and you give them like mesechta shabbos and they divide up the mesechta right and they come home and they feel like I learned gemara shabbos you learn you learn and then you know so I I I play along with that too but the emesis is, is that the tachlis that a person should learn one blood of gemara we should have a night of learning. That's the tachlis, that's what it means to learn Torah, to have a night of learning. The shul learned Masechti Yavamas, the shul finished Shaz. All of these things are kunsum, you understand? That's not that they're bad, but it's because there's a taiva. And we have to make it that there should be a taiva. We have to generate a taiva for learning. So so people think, look, how can we get people to learn? There's day and night. People think, how do we get kids to learn? How do we get people to learn? How do we make it exciting and interesting? So you play into that shaloy l'shman of a person, and he, he goes home and he says to his wife, tonight, you know, tonight we learn Masech the Shabbos. The wife says, wow, that's some accomplishment. I'm so proud of you, young kid. You learn Masech the Shabbos, it looks like it's a very fat one. On the shelf, that's a big one. Yeah, man, you learn Shabbos tonight. In one night, what are you, the rugged shower? How do you do that? Hi, with all with the guys. We divide it up. Divide and conquer. It's a tithe. To make it into a tire. So you got that guy to come to shul that night and sit and learn. It's gewaldic. It's not a small thing. You got him to come and learn. Otherwise, he'd be on his device. He'd be on a podcast. And the podcast he's able to have in a half hour, he's able to make us see him. On whatever that Indian is, on, you know, on, on, on Ben Shapiro or. or, or I don't know the names of it. Other people. To, to make you see him on something. Now almost everybody has a podcast. I'm sure everybody has a podcast going. You make it, you make it see him. If they half hour, you already finished, you already finished an Indian. History of the world. When I was growing up, that was Mel Brooks. Now they have history. It was a movie. History of the world. History of the world podcast. Guaranteed, no more than 15 minutes. History of the world. How do you cover so much material in 15 minutes? Tune in. And you will see. <laughs> so all the rabbis are sitting around thinking. Like when I went with Charlie, we went to Rabbi Levin a few years ago. We, we were invited to go to, to give talks. And there's a whole group of young rabbis coming from around America. We went to a certain organization we <coughs> near Atlanta. There's some beautiful, beautiful place, forest or something. There's this, and we, this place there. And we, were, and we were giving some classes. And the question of all of these rabbis is, how do we get the chavr to come to shul? Like, you remember what happened, was going on after the uh, after Corona? How do we get the people to come to the shul? When in history was there ever such a thing? Like, what exactly are we supposed to do? That's different. We're resuming our davening. That's, and it's still, it's still a problem. Because once the momentum broke, because of, uh, of, uh, of COVID, the momentum broke, so then they're still, still going around. Like, how do we get people to come to shul? What does that mean, the question? How do you get people to come to a shir? 
It's all the rabbis of the world now are struggling with. For young and for old, how do we get them involved? How do we get them interested in learning? How do we get them excited enough to come to a shiur? So you have to have a catchy title. You have to have a catchy title. That's the <coughs> beginning, right? There's a shiur. Very important not to have a catchy title. You try doing that for thousands of shiurim over the years. To have a catchy title for the shiur. Without using the word Kabbalah. <laughs> <laughs> to have a catchy shear for a, a catchy title The Mystery of Hanukkah <laughs> What are you supposed to call it? But if you don't have a catchy title And you don't have some sort of a catchy flyer A poster Then to begin with you lost 90% of the island To begin with 90% is gone Because then they look at a couple of pictures in the newspaper Or on the phone And this, this, is, this says in it the mystical insights into the holiday of Hanukkah and says, oh I think I would like to have some mystical insights it used to be that in order to have mystical insights that took quite a while uh, 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 until you were able to have some mystical insight right until the Jew could have some mystical insight there was a lot of davening a lot of mikvahs a lot of learning but now you just look on your phone and it says that you know uh, Thursday night or whatever at 8 o'clock on such and such street, on, 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 on Maple Street, on Main Street, and this and this neighborhood, Rabbi So-and-so was giving me a shir on the, myst- myst- it's called Mystical Insights of Hanukkah. And then, and then everybody says, I want that, that's exciting. Since when, when was there ever such an Indian like this? And it's not saying something bad about our generation. It's tremendous Bali Taiva. And you have to satisfy that Taiva. And since it's still in a madrega that's very, very far from Lishma, how do you satisfy it? All kinds of catchy titles and graphics. and It's becoming crazy with this stuff. What's going on with these podcasts? And I'm not saying, again, that it's bad. With the podcasts and, and people that have, you know, Vetlach online and, and, and Torah or whatever, all kinds of websites. And it's crazy. If you think about it, it's crazy. What if it happened with just sitting down and opening up a Gemara? Opening up a Sefer? Or just good old Rashi, you know? Chumash Rashi. Could you imagine, like, like if Rashi was nowadays, how he'd have to, like, package that? How is he supposed to explain why he's just saying the Pshat? Like, what would Rashi do? Even though we know that in every, every Rashi, there's all kinds of... So Rashi would have to say, can you imagine? Rashi would have to say, looks can be deceiving. <laughs> Come here, Reb Shlomi Yitzchaki tonight in the main synagogue of Worms, and then and then he's going to he's going to give a shear, and, and the Olim's going to say, sit there like, that's what I came for. I gave up. I gave up. I gave up the like the the, the football game to to hear to hear that. That's why I gave up the football game to hear that. The so Rashi says, I I only need some shooters from Mikra. I'm only interested in Pshat. That's what I, ca- I gave up my football game to hear Pshat. Rabbi, maybe you have some mystical insights into the parish. <laughs> uh, you know, parish has told us, Eilu told us Yaakov, and if you especially look at Rashi at the beginning, Yaakov, Nesav, Mumra, Pashat, So Rashi will have to say, no, no, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on over here, but I'm not telling it to you. <laughs> you have to work it out. 
I'm just going to give you a couple of words you guys work it out. Ah, come on. I don't have time for this. Tell me, Rashi, please, Rabbi. Tell me, what's the mystical meaning of the puzzle? Because I don't know what you're talking about here, just saying, I could also make a shot like that. I could also give a shield like Rashi, right? I could also be Rashi. What you did, I could also do. For that, I have to give up my, I have to give up my, you know, my Thursday night, because of, of such a pshat. Can you imagine what would be Rashi nowadays? Rashi would have a, have to have a podcast. Like it used to be, was it? What do they say? W I give give me give us ten minutes. I know it says not. We'll give you the world. I don't remember. It was. Rashi would have to come up with a the catchy thing. But, but that's but that's exactly that's exactly the, the the time that we're living in. And it's not because of the kaltness of the dark. That's what, like we were talking about in the in the Shia the other night. It's not because of kaltness. It's because there's such a need for chiyus. Tremendous need for chiyus. So every rabbi in yeshiva, every single rabbi, if you have if you're teaching kids, you have you have to come up with something like this to keep them going. <coughs> somebody sent me a, 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 a yesterday. Um, somebody sent me this. I thought it was, I thought it was a brilliant thing. There's a teacher. There's a woman, not, not Jewish. It's just a teacher, and you don't see anything about that. She's giving a class to, to little kids, and um, she she takes out a piece of paper. Listen to Chachma. This. She takes out a nice clean piece of paper and shows the children. And she says, <clears throat> say terrible things to this, to, to this piece of paper. Tell this piece of paper, I hate you, you're, you're stupid, you're ugly, yell out whatever you... Th- and all the little kids are yelling, I hate you, I hate you, you're ugly. And, and every time the kid yells out, she, she takes the paper and she crumples it. She's crumpling, the teacher is crumpling it. Crumpling, crumpling, crumpling. And then she says to the children, and now apologize to the paper. Say you're sorry. You feel bad. You shouldn't have said that. So because I'm sorry, paper. You don't. You only hear the kids. I'm sorry. I won't do that again, paper. And then she, she, uncrumples it, and she shows the children that it's got lots of. It's not the way that it used to be. How creased it is, and how right, messed up it is. Even though she unfolded it, and the teacher said, when you say things to people, it hurts them. And even if you take it back, they're not the same. Is that Gewaldic? Wow. It's Gewaldic. Such an einfall that she had, this lady. Maybe she heard it somewhere, but it, 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 it's an einfall. It's a harsh of a thing. Make an impact like that on kids to show them that you, 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 creased, up, you creased this person up badly. You know, it doesn't just come new. It hurts and stays there. You can smooth it over, smooth it out, but it's got a lot of creases. All of us are creased from the stuff that we've gotten or we've heard. It doesn't become shuva means somehow to make it smooth again, but that's hard. <clears throat> but you see, such a thing, she's able to give that over to kids. She must be a great teacher, this lady. And, and her students are very fortunate. The kids are very fortunate to have such a teacher, these kids. 
to use her imagination to to bring them around. But that's what this is. That's what it is now. That's Therefore, the learning has to be in a way. The teaching has to be in a way where the student has sipuk feels his taiva is being satisfied. You have to satisfy the student's taiva. So how do you make the learning exciting? So nowadays, nowadays, we tell all the Talmidim in the yeshiva, it's important to make sikumim, you know, to make summaries of what you learn, <coughs> to make charts, to, uh, to, to, that you have to be machadish. You tell some kid in yeshiva, he, he, he doesn't understand Taisis, and you're telling him already that he needs to come up with some chiddush in his learning. He doesn't understand Taisis, what kind of chiddush. But that's what's going on now. That he, in order that he should feel a sipuk. That he, uh, he said a chiddush. And the Rebbe said, wow, that was great. And he feels a sipuk, he feels satisfied. He feels that his desire was satisfied. And that generates more desire. Ashar mechaivim, or other things that a person has to do, that, like, like the dafyomi, to have a mechaiv. The mechaiv is after learning a daf day. There has to be mechaev, something that's mechaev him, something that keeps him, keeps him going. He has to have that mechaev. What's the matter with just the, the Rudson to learn Torah? Why do you have to have a mechaev? Why do you have to have a, you know, a daf yomi calendar and then your phone and all, and then it automatically rings that it's, you know, what daf it's up to and, why do you have to have all that stuff? Don't you want to learn? The answer is, no, not really. I have bigger tibis than that. So therefore we have to try to make this a big tibis too. A big mechaif also, something to get you going. Or Even if it's something which is a chitzainistic thing, all this stuff is chitzainist. A teacher taking a piece of paper and crumpling it, that's how you teach? Throughout all of history, people are doing such things? There wasn't such a need for them. But nowadays, nowadays she's brilliant. You have to do that. She's, she's thinking of ways of getting the kids engaged and interested and to make a point. So then you have to give all kinds of prizes. Torah is expensive now because you have to give all kinds of prizes. All the, all the people that say that they want to learn say, okay, so you see if you could somehow manage a life without, we're not, we're not paying you a penny. Just try to, try to do it the way that the Rishonim did. Yeah, but if, uh, a, I, how am I going to afford my car? Well, you're not going to have it, but you're going to have to walk. <laughs> but how am I going to be able to make pesos? No. <coughs> Figure it out. No cash, no rewards. Totally lishma. Can you imagine if that would happen? What if, God forbid, tomorrow, there'd be this across the board, no one's getting paid to learn Torah anymore. It's all done. What would happen to the to learning? It's unimaginable. What would happen? Would there be the diehards? Yes, there would be. But what would the percentage of diehards be? In other words, that no matter what, a husband, a wife, how to manage, what to do, which nowadays is almost impossible because of the amounts of our neighborhoods and expenses. But 
if Chasushom such a thing would happen, who, who, who would be able to learn? But you know that if the Rambam is Panasa as a doctor would have been taken away from him, he wouldn't have stopped learning. You know that. That wouldn't have had the slightest effect. The Rambam would have had more time to learn instead of having to be hawking with the, with the kings and princes who don't feel well. The Rambam would have, wouldn't have changed the Rambam's learning. He would have had more time to learn. But if, God forbid, now, if there wouldn't be any money, and to be able to to keep up to keep up that learning, but to learn with chiyas and with simcha, don't have a parnasa. If the money would be taken away, and, and even now, for many of the people, again, it's, not, the money they're getting is not great, and so it's still with mesirus nefesh, and 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 we and we admire all those who are learning because they're not getting a lot of money, and it's with mesirus nefesh, and it's still very, very, very beautiful. It's very, very beautiful. It's not like anybody's getting rich from that. So we admire all of the people who are learning Torah these days. All who are learning Torah, we admire them and we love them. And they're holding up the whole, the whole universe. It's 100% true, I believe that, a million percent. But if God forbid there, would be, there wouldn't be a penny to be given, <coughs> how would people be able to? What would people do? <coughs> so there needs to be nowadays also physical, more physical rewards. When the Rambam spoke back then, speaking about the Rambam, when the Rambam, the Rambam spoke about how uh, at the beginning of one's learning we have to give uh, sweets for the children, candies and so on. Candies you can't, that's already, it's not going to work. But the Rambam in his day to give candies and to give other, to, uh, you know, incentives. This is a, a word that's in business, to incentivize. Is that the right way? They, that's a word in business. So with Torah, you have to incentivize now that people should learn. It, the Rambam spoke about it being for children. The Rambam spoke about children. He, he assumed that adults don't have a need for incentivization when it comes to learning. But for children, you have to have to give them lollipops. But you don't have to give lollipops for adults now? Of course you do. Lollipops? We're finishing Yavamis tonight. How much do you have to learn? We have in the shul a thousand people. Everybody's going to learn a line. <laughs> Come finish Yavamis. No need for any knowledge of Aramaic or Hebrew. Even English. <coughs> or any language. You don't have to be able to hear, think, or see. But you're going to be part of a grand seum. And we're going to have a huge meal afterwards and dancing. Followed by uh, musical entertainment and... and, uh, and uh, a tikkun. But what do I have to do? Just one line. And we're having, are we going to have music? Yeah, it's a grand scene. We're finishing Yvamis. For one line? Yeah. Come join us. To be followed by Rabbi Sonsa, who will give mystical insights into the Mesechta. Can you imagine a night like that? And to have the best <laughs> caterer in town? Wow. That would be an, the envy of the entire Jewish world. The, or the, the Torah world, they call it. That would be the envy of the Torah world. A night of finishing the Masechta with mystical insights, food, and music. Could you do better than that? Look, it's unbelievable. And all the guys come home, and, and their wives are so proud of them that they finished your farmers. It's not for the purpose of making fun, it's for the purpose of understanding. This, this Indian is such a deep Indian in our times.
taivas and how to use that somehow to incentivize. <coughs> that is to bring the person around. That's an akuda, of course, to use Shaloy Lishma. The Shaloy Lishma nowadays is very, very, very strong. ומסיכומסאלקמאכי <laughs> Each person, according to whatever, you know, so you have the davening, you have to have more nigunim, and you have to have other things in the davening, and whatever. You have to have special effects. It's going to come to a time where it's not just going to be for like some uh, special event or hilula. You're going to have to, like a guy who's going to come in for shakras on a Tuesday, and they're going to have to have like lights, and, <laughs> you know, like... They can have like a, like a pink light flashing on you, standing by the stander, and somebody taking a picture of you, looking in your sitter, like deep in thought. And there'll be a pink light. We're joking about this. Watch and try to remember this five years from now. <laughs> there are going to be lights flashing in the shul. And then they're going to be able to send on the phone something back to your wife and kids, showing you like this, <laughs> under, under a blue light in shul. And then you'll come back to shul the next day. You never know when you'll get the light. You know, they switch it around. They move it around. But there's nothing like sending that thing on the phone to, to your friends and family. And then you get all the thumbs up. 250 hits of you looking contemplatively into your sitter. Or sitting over the Gemara like this. <laughs> and, 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 and they're going to be lights. And they and they're gonna send he send it out and all your friends are gonna send you back a thing like that and you go to school you go to ECU, you go to Bismarck the next day because it's good you got you got thumbs up I'm going back this is great I, I, when I was a kid my rebbe said I'm stupid and now and now my rebbe said, you're an idiot you're you're an amaros and now I get thumbs up from 250 people this is the can't get better than that I'm going back to this place I'm getting thumbs up all over the place when I was a kid everything was thumbs down. And now I'm getting thumbs up, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, I think I may be like Rabbi Kivega or something. <laughs> I could be. I'm, 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 and they tell you, you know, you have the potential to be Rabbi Kivega. But that's what we're living in. It's, 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 it's getting there. It's, I'm joking, but it's, I thought it's going to be there. The main thing is not to be bored. Because a person can't be bored. Pesach, the Yitzhak, and if the person is bored with his Yiddish guy, uh-oh, he's going to look for entertainment someplace else. He's going to look for the lights and the thumbs up with different things. That together with things of this world, or else, uh, God forbid, the person is going to get involved, who knows, Khalila, could get involved in all kinds of affairs. Okay, Mr. Shem will continue to remember that we're up to the right race.